What's happening, everybody? On today's show, we're going to wrap up another SEC football season. So now the big question, who is entering the transfer portal? We've already got some names jumping into it. We'll give you the latest there. Also, who's Auburn going to hire? And is Georgia just going to steamroll LSU in the SEC title game this weekend? We'll break it all down. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. we got plenty to discuss. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start with news of the transfer portal. That's right. Everybody's... Uh, Regular season coming to an end this past week. That means we're going to see a lot of movement, a lot of guys jumping ship who don't want to be at their schools anymore, entering the portal, seeking NIL deals and all the like. Transfer portal, by the way, opens December 5th. So that is in a week. But guys are already making their intentions known. We start at Missouri as their offense is going to lose a big-time playmaker as news came out that wide receiver Dominic Lovett is going to enter the transfer portal. That's according to 24-7 Sports. Lovett, one of the best wide receivers in the SEC this year, led Mizzou with 56 catches, 846 yards. That was third best in the SEC behind Jalen Hyde at Tennessee and Juice Wells at South Carolina. He had a big game on Friday and their win over Arkansas with six catches for 130 yards. Uh, Mizzou is still hoping to try to keep Lovett. That's according to 24-7 Sports, but uh, all signs point to him heading elsewhere. He will have two seasons of eligibility remaining. Last year, he played in all 13 games of the season, started six. Uh, He's a big-time playmaker, man. This is a lot of production, and you have to wonder, you know, is he seeking one of the big dogs? Is this a guy that could go to Bama or Ohio State or USC or, you know, just one of those big-time schools where – He's looking to be on a bigger stage, or could this just be he's looking for an NIL deal, looking to make some money and um, you know try to play for a championship as well. Maybe he doesn't feel like he could do that at Mizzou. So a whole lot of factors could play into this. Luther Burden is a guy that people kind of thought maybe he could be entering the portal, but nothing there with the five-star receiver that just played his freshman year at Mizzou. But uh, Dominic Lovett, we'll see where he ends up and if he goes elsewhere in the conference. Another person hitting the transfer portal is Arkansas DB Miles Slusher. A couple days after it was reported that his uh, career had come to an end at Arkansas, uh, Sam Pittman shared that he quit the team a week prior. A former uh, Arkansas defensive back shared on social media he's entering the transfer portal, thanked Arkansas for everything, thanked defensive coordinator Barry Odom. Uh, Slusher did not make the trip to Mizzou for Friday's game after he was uh, starting defensive back for much of the season, but had injuries that kept him out of a couple of games. He was suspended after uh, an arrest, which, by the way, the video came out for that. and looks pretty incriminating on the local Fayetteville PD. Uh, not so much slusher, but I digress. You can go look that up. 
Uh, in terms of production, though, Slusher played in six games, 28 tackles, and a tackle for a loss. Uh, we'll see where he ends up, but he is a big-time uh, experienced defensive back. See if he ends up somewhere else in the SEC. Over at Texas A&M, they are coming off of their big surprise win over LSU on Saturday night. We'll get to that a little bit later, but some names already hitting the portal for A&M. They are expected to lose former four-star recruit in linebacker Ish Harris. He announced uh, to On3 Sports he is entering the transfer portal. He was uh, one of the top-rated linebackers in the 2022 recruiting class, so that's a loss for them on Saturday night. Redshirt freshman defensive lineman Elijah Judy announced he is entering the transfer portal. He appeared in three games over his Aggie career, was a four-star prospect in the 2021 class. And then uh, a and sophomore running back L.J. Johnson Jr. announced uh, to rivals that he is entering the transfer portal. He was ranked the number two running back in the class of 2021. And defensive end Donnell Harris announcing his plans to enter the transfer portal. So that's four Aggies already into the portal. Now, look, not all of them have played big roles there, so maybe not big losses. But AM with those elite-level recruiting classes these past couple years, you have to think you're going to lose some of them. All right, now on to the guys on are they coming back or are they going to the draft? Spencer Radler did not show any of his cards following South Carolina's win over Clemson on Saturday, winning 31-30. to uh, Rattler was asked if the last two weeks will affect his decision for next year. Rattler said, quote, I think it definitely does. Ending like this, it's a big thing. I'm going to talk to my family and just pray on it, but we'll see here soon. Rattler threw for 360 yards and two touchdowns with a rushing score against Clemson. Seven days earlier, he lit up Tennessee with over 400 yards and six touchdowns through the air. Uh, Rattler went on to say, just so thankful for everybody, thankful for Coach Shane Beamer giving me, giving me this opportunity to come here and make history. My goal coming here wasn't just to be an average guy. We didn't do everything we wanted to do, but we did did it when it mattered most. Definitely wanted to leave a mark, and these last two are great. So if you're reading between the lines, it sounds like Rattler wants to go test the waters at, at the NFL level. Um, sounds like he feels like he's done everything he can, could in these last two games, put a lot of good stuff on film, and, again, sounds like he'll be one and done with South Carolina, but we'll see. South Carolina finishes 8-4, and four, very impressive year two for Shane Beamer. Last two wins against top ten teams, and an opportunity if uh, Spencer Rattler decided to come back. Man, South Carolina would be very uh, highly ranked in uh, the pre heading into the uh, you know preseason 2023, but we'll see. Uh, again, sounds like he would be leaning towards leaving for the pros. Another guy leaning towards going to the pros, Bryce Young, obviously getting a lot of NFL draft attention. He is projected as a top five pick, maybe even number one overall pick following Alabama's 49-27 win over Auburn in the Iron Bowl. He was asked about his future and if this was his last game with the Crimson Tide. He said, quote, that's not something I've thought about just yet. I just try to live in the moment. Alabama uh, sitting there in the top eight. Still an outside chance at the college football playoff. Uh, a lot would have to happen for Alabama to try to get in there. But um, whether or not Bryce Young will take the field uh, in their bowl game for Alabama will remain to be seen. If they go to New Year's Six Bowl, it's possible. You know, if they go to Sugar Bowl, maybe Bryce Young says, I'll go show what I can do in that. But a lot of people believe, eh, really don't need to play. Let Jalen Miller go have that start, and Bryce Young can go start preparing for the NFL draft along with Will Anderson. Another 
quarterback, uh, Kentucky coach Mark Stoop said quarterback Will Levis has not made a decision on his bowl status. Praised his toughness following the win over Louisville, where he threw for 188 yards and two touchdowns with no picks. So Will Levis, we'll see if he's played his last game for Kentucky. Uh, after the loss at Florida State on Friday, Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson, he was asked about playing in the bowl game or declaring for the NFL draft. Richardson said, quote, just got to go back to the drawing board and figure out why I was 9 for 27 passing. Uh, Richardson, obviously, if he plays in the bowl game for Florida, uh, could put some more stuff on the film for scouts. But a lot of people were wild by what they saw from him on Friday night, thought that he showed a lot of his skills, uh, passing and running ability. Finishes this season with 2,500 yards, 17 touchdown passes, 9 picks. But... 650 rushing yards and nine scores there. His overall skill set, um, very attractive to NFL teams. Some of the mock drafts have him anywhere from the middle of the first round to the back end of the first round. And thus, uh, we end the regular season of the SEC. Here's how things finished. In the West, Auburn and Texas A&M both finished at the bottom at 5-7. and seven. Both of those teams went 0-4 on the road this year. Arkansas, they went 6-6 six and six with their loss to Mizzou on Friday. Ole Miss and Mississippi State both finished at 8-4. and four. We know Ole Miss really stumbled down the stretch, losing four of their last five. Alabama finished at 10-2 and two overall, while LSU went 9-3 and three with their loss to A&M. But both Bama and LSU went 6-2 and two in the SEC, and LSU won the head-to-head. Thus, LSU won the SEC West. Over in the East, Vandy went 5-7, and seven, but... That was a very encouraging 5-7 and seven down there at the bottom of the East, considering expectations coming into this year. Mizzou and Florida both went 6-6. Six and six. Big win for Eli Drinkwood's last Friday beating Arkansas in a close one. Kentucky went 7-5. and five. South Carolina, the surprise of the conference, going 8-4 this season, while Tennessee, the rising star, they went 10-2. and two. And Georgia, very impressive, once again, going undefeated in the regular season, finishing... 12-0. and 0. Um, Again, can't say enough about what the job that uh, that Kirby Smart has done there. It's absolutely uh, really, really impressive that they were able to um, go undefeated again through the SEC for a second straight year. So Vandy, Auburn, and A&M will not go bowling, though if there are not enough 6-6 six, six and six bowl eligible teams, Vandy could get a bid at 5-7 and seven because of their academic progress rate. I think I read if Buffalo loses this weekend, Vandy has a chance. Some people were thinking maybe Auburn has a chance. So, I don't know. We'll see. But my opinion, you go 5-7, and seven, you shouldn't make a bowl game. And there you have it. That is the latest on the transfer portal and moving and shaking and declaring for the draft and all that. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we'll touch on the latest uh, rumblings going on with the Auburn job and Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss and all that. Uh, that's coming your way in just a second. But first... I want to remind you guys, uh, this episode is brought to you by our friends at the Upside app. Look, inflation is making everything so difficult for everybody, whether it's driving less, dining out less, or buying less from the grocery store. We can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why you need to go start using the Upside app. Upside, an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out with Upside you don't have to cut back because you get cash back on every purchase. To get started, just download the free Upside app on your mobile device. Use our promo code LOCKED 
That's L-O-C-K-E-D. That'll get you five bucks or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. You claim an offer for whatever you're buying on the upside. You check in at the business. You pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and you get paid. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use our promo code LOCKED. That's going to get you $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Use our promo code LOCKED on the Upside app. This episode is also brought to you by our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. A lot of people are hiring uh, for seasonal work right now, for the holidays. You can do that for your small business right there at LinkedIn Jobs. they got simple tools like screening questions that will make it easy for you to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. Go to LinkedIn Jobs. It's why small businesses rate uh, LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helping you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash college. It's LinkedIn.com slash college. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Going along here, Locked On SEC. And we still got some more tidbits we're going to get into going around the conference, kind of recapping some of the action that happened over the weekend. But first, we got to talk about the latest journey going on in Auburn and Ole Miss. First off, we'll start with, with Auburn. The ride is over for Cadillac Williams. He was uh, interim head coach there for the last couple of weeks. Concluded with Auburn's 49-27 loss to Alabama in the Iron Bowl. Uh, Cadillac goes 2-2 two and two after he took over for Brian Harson. He uh, said after the game, through this process, it's made me a better person, a better husband, a father, a better friend. It is powerful what you can do when you get people to believe and serve and thinking about each other. It's powerful. So uh, that's the thing I'm most happy for, having this opportunity. Williams also took a moment to praise all of Auburn's 24 seniors and uh, said he believes the program's heading in the right direction. He said Auburn's in a better place. Because of these seniors and the Auburn family, the future is very, very bright. Uh, Cadillac, of course, has served as Auburn's running backs coach since 2019. Uh, Played for Auburn back in the early 2000s. And now the latest rumors on Auburn. As we know, last week, uh, it was hot. They were hot on Lane Kiffin. There was a lot of rumblings, even Twitter reports that... Uh, Lane Kiffin was heading to Auburn. Apparently now the reports are Auburn is targeting Liberty's Hugh Freeze, the former Ole Miss coach for their head coaching job. And speculation really intensified Saturday night that Hugh Freeze is going to be Auburn's next head coach. ESPN's Pete Thamel reported that Freeze could be extended a formal offer in the very near future. He's gone 34-15 and in four seasons at Liberty. They did lose on Saturday to New Mexico State. Pretty stunning upset, losing 49-14. They were heavy favorites, favored by about 24. And a lot of people think uh, this was Hugh Freeze maybe being a little distracted and focused on other things. After the game, he was asked about the Auburn job. He said, uh, I'm not one to tell him something that's not true. It's the job everyone is talking about, one I would have an interest in talking with. Sure. 
but that doesn't mean that they've offered me the job. So I'll kind of read between the lines there. It sounds like if Hugh Freeze wants the Auburn job, he can have it. Now, there's been a lot of other discussion on social media and other places about a little bit of the baggage he comes with. There's been allegations of stuff from Liberty. Of course, we know what happened at, at Ole Miss, why he lost his job in the first place. And talking through the years, Greg Sankey has kind of had a uh, no-hire thing <laughs> kind of hanging over Hugh Freeze's head, like basically saying we don't want him back in the SEC because of the issues he had. Now, NIL is legal, so you want to pay players, you can do that. <laughs> and... Uh, There are other things that have changed in the landscape of college football. But how about Lane Kiffin? The Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving night. Mississippi State beat Ole Miss 24-22 after the game. Lane Kiffin kind of made it known, saying, look, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying here at at Ole Miss. Uh, Paul Feinbaum, talking on ESPN yesterday, said he's not buying Lane Kiffin's story on why he decided to stay in Oxford. It was widely reported, like we said, that Kiffin was at the top of Auburn's list. And Saturday morning, it became clear that Kiffin was going to stay at Ole Miss. Chris Lowe put out a report said, uh, uh, following a statement from Kiffin that said, I had a meeting with the team and the staff and told them I was staying and it would be announced after the game. I didn't want it to be about me staying before the game, but about the team. Paul Feinbaum said, that's total BS. He said, I mean, only Lane Kiffin could not only say that, but until this conversation get away with it because I know people go like oh yeah well you're right Lane he said I'll try to say this without breaking down into hysteria he did not announce that he was staying at Ole Miss before the game because he thought it would adversely affect his team but believe what you want but sounds like Lane Kiffin is staying at Ole Miss the funny thing is Ole Miss fans are pretty torn on it if you read on social media and go by what a lot of people are saying it's like well um (laughs) we like Lane but if he was really flirting with other teams uh, he can go ahead and go, you know. So we'll see. Like we said, sounds like Lane's going to stay at Ole Miss. Uh, Matt Barry of ESPN talking on his podcast over the weekend. He said, look, I like Lane staying there. He said Lane Kevin could be the king in Oxford. They're renovating all those facilities. There's a lot of money in their collective. There isn't the pressure you would perhaps get at other places. I'm glad Lane stopped the flirtation and staying put because he could be at Ole Miss, uh, do at Ole Miss with Dabo did at Clemson, which is someone who wins big, takes some time to build it, and perhaps be in the position to go to the college football playoff routinely. They started 7-0 a month ago. And we were talking about Ole Miss as a sleeper to beat to make the playoff. Barry added that Kiffin's staying at Ole Miss is good for college football and the SEC West. Well, Matt Barry, I would just say there was a possibility of him going to Auburn and he would have been in the SEC West. So either way, it sounds like Lane would have been <laughs> in the SEC West. But, uh, Nonetheless, that's the latest there. Look, we'll keep you guys up to date. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more news happening. Maybe it's already happened by the time you're listening to this on uh, Hugh Freeze and Auburn. But uh, we'll keep you up to date with the latest goings-on around the Auburn coaching search. Um, I always say this. Doesn't have to be your first target. Just need to be the right target. Need to hit a, hit the nail on the head here if you're Auburn. All right. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next. We'll go around the conference. We'll uh, get a little bit thought of Kirby Smart and Brian Kelly as they prepare for the SEC championship game this Saturday in Atlanta. But first, this episode is presented by our friends at Nissan. This week's thrilling moment in college football is brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers in vehicles as capable as the driver themselves. 
When we think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, we're going for the second week in a row with Spencer Rattler. Rattler had a shaky first half in his game against Clemson with a couple of interceptions, but in the second half, really settled down, ended up throwing for 360 yards on the day with two touchdown passes, led South Carolina to that 31-30 upset win over Clemson, and very impressive performance once again. The segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada or Pathfinder today, available now at NissanUSA.com. This episode also brought to you by our friends at the Tax Act Texas Bowl. It's Houston's biggest college football event returning December 28th with the Tax Act Texas Bowl. You don't want to miss out on your chance to be a part of the passion, the pageantry, and the fun as the college football season draws to a close with the Big 12 taking on the SEC in a primetime showdown over at NRG Stadium with conference bragging rights on the line. Tickets will go on sale coming up very soon, Sunday, December 4th, at taxacttexasbowl.com, but you can visit their website today and join the priority wait list to get your first chance to buy tickets and get exclusive discounts. That's taxacttexasbowl.com. Tailgating, live music, great food and drinks, and the spirit and energy that make college football so much fun will be on full display for a fantastic night of college football that's coming up December 28th in primetime at NRG Stadium. Uh, don't know who it's going to be, but just looking at you know some of the records. Is it going to be Kentucky, Florida, Missouri, um, Arkansas in there? We'll see who ends up going to the Tax Act Texas Bowl. But again, if you're a fan of one of those teams, go join the priority wait list and make sure you get first uh, – Dibs at tickets, Texas, uh, taxacttexasbowl.com. For all the details, sign up for the priority wait list, taxacttexasbowl.com. All right, one more segment to go here on Locked on SEC. And we got a big one coming up this weekend with the SEC championship game. And look, Kirby Smart and Brian Kelly talked with the media last night, and they're already talking a little bit about this game. Everybody's just assuming that uh, Georgia's going to win and win big, after, especially after LSU you know, put up the performance they did this past weekend and their loss in College Station. Everybody's just going to think uh, Georgia wins and wins big. That very well may happen. But Kirby Smart, uh, talking with the media yesterday, there was this notion that you know even if Georgia loses the SEC championship game, they're still going to get into the playoff, and I believe that's true. But Kirby downplayed any notion that Georgia doesn't need to worry about this game since they're already in the playoff. He said, no, look, we are focused on winning the SEC championship. This is an opportunity to do something that rarely is done. Kirby's right. In his seven seasons in Athens, Kirby Smart has only won the SEC championship game once, and that was in 2017. This will be his fifth trip to Atlanta for the SEC title game. He has lost to Alabama three times and LSU once. You'll have another chance at LSU this Saturday. And, yes, this LSU team's going to look a lot different. It will not have Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and all those guys. Uh, but Kirby Smart asked about who they need to worry about in this game. He did bring up linebacker Harold Perkins, the freshman linebacker for LSU. He said he's extremely explosive, athletic, and they do a very good job of utilizing his skill set. So we'll uh, see what uh, what problems he poses there for Georgia who, by the way, Georgia, nice dominant win over Georgia Tech, but that thing was close for a while. Georgia Tech took a, you know, took the early lead and uh, put up a little bit more of a fight there than people thought. And keep in mind, two weeks ago, Georgia didn't look all that impressive at Kentucky. So if Georgia plays like they did two weeks ago against Kentucky, 
LSU's going to have a chance. If LSU plays like they did a few weeks ago against Alabama, they're going to have a chance. Speaking of LSU, their star quarterback, Jaden Daniels, left the game at one point in the later stages of the A&M game and later re-entered. Brian Kelly said Daniels had an ankle injury near the end of the game, came back in after getting it taped up. On Sunday night, Kelly said uh, on the media teleconference that Jaden Daniels' ankle exam was very good today and that the staff is optimistic he will be well enough to play in the SEC title game against Georgia. Uh, some people thinking if he can't, it's going to be Garrett Nussmeyer getting the start in the SEC championship game. And before you really write off LSU, they've had great history with playing backup quarterbacks in the SEC championship game from Matt Mock to Ryan Perilou. They've had great success with backup quarterbacks in the SEC title game. So just putting that out there. All right. Two other things happening around the SEC. We jump over to South Carolina, where Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks pulled off that upset Saturday with a 31-30 win over in-state rival Clemson. Uh, Shane Beamer giving an update on injured wide receiver Josh Van. He confirmed that Van has a non-ACL knee injury sustained on a third down catch in the first quarter. Beamer said he's okay. Obviously, it was a knee injury. looked pretty bad, but it's not his ACL, so we will see. Van had to use a brace before eventually being put on crutches. Josh Van very underutilized this season at South Carolina. Um, obviously, Juice Wells came on very big time for them, but uh, South Carolina's victory against Clemson snapped a seven-game win streak in the series for the Tigers, and they're going to be going to a pretty good bowl game, so we'll see where South Carolina ends up. Over at uh, Texas Texas A&M, we talked a little bit about Jimbo Fisher earlier. The Aggies, of course, uh, getting fined by the SEC on Sunday for rushing the field. They'll uh, get fined a quarter of a million dollars. Of course, this has been standard. A lot of rushing the field in recent weeks. They did get criticized very intensely on social media, though. A lot of people saying, look, you went five and seven. What are you rushing the field for? You beat, you know, you beat LSU. Uh, it's a rivalry game and all that. I don't have much of a problem with it. I mean, look, the Aggies played their best game of the season on Saturday, and they needed it. Uh, Devon Ashan ran like crazy. Moose Muhammad made some amazing catches. The offensive line played well. The defense did a pretty good job against LSU. Overall, it was, it was a great performance by AM. Jimbo Fisher, after the game, said he was happy for his seniors and for the players. He said we did well in all three phases. Ashan was awesome. Finished with 215 yards and two touchdowns on 38 carries. Fisher said that's his greatness. He could do everything on the football field and is tremendously humble. Uh, about the offense overall, Jimbo said that's what happens when you execute. Played a great football game. There's not a secret to this. Just go do your job. There's no magical formula. Now, the only thing I will caution Aggie fans about this, and I saw a few media folks have put this out there already. Sam Kahn Jr., I uh, think of The Athletic. He has a story up that says, uh, Jimbo's quote after the game, there's nothing wrong with what we're doing. If they think they still need to not change this offense, uh, they're sadly mistaken. This is a team that was 4-7 and seven prior to Saturday and a lot of ineptitude on the offensive side. Now, you were starting a freshman quarterback in Connor Wegman. You had offensive linemen who were injured or just didn't live up their potential and all this other stuff. But I think there still need to be wholesale changes at AM uh, from the coordinators on down. They need to make some big-time improvements. And if Jimbo thinks just because they came back to beat LSU that nothing needs to be changed, well, that'll be a big, big, big mistake for the Aggies moving forward. 
Over at Tennessee, the Vols knocked off Vanderbilt on Saturday night, 56-0 after the game. Josh Heupel talking with Cole Kublik of the SEC Network. He said, look, this was a great win for our program. A lot has been made about the culture in our locker room. Two years ago when I took this job, they think we'd be here at 10 wins in year two, playing the way we did all three phases of the game tonight. We're far from perfect. Got a lot of ways we could grow. I've uh, said it team that's really connected and competed extremely hard for each other. They love one another, and I love competing with these guys. Heupel became the third Tennessee coach in the last 60 years to lead the Vols to 10 or more wins in the first or second season. They got some good news over the weekend, too. Five-star defensive lineman Davin Hobbs from North Carolina chose the Vols over Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and others. He is the second five-star commit for Tennessee's 2023 class to go along with their quarterback, Nico. So, uh, congrats to the Vols. Over at Auburn, we already talked a little bit about the aftermath of uh, Cadillac Williams finishing his interim stint there, but Robbie Ashford and the Auburn Tigers uh, talking with the media Saturday night, and Ashford revealed that he had been playing with a sprained AC joint that he sustained in the second half of the overtime win against Missouri back on September 24th. He said he had several other injuries that were painful to the point of not being able to sleep at night, but he played through it. Uh, finished Saturday's game against Bama, 11-23 uh, passing for 77 yards and a touchdown, but rushed for 121 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. So if he's back as the Auburn quarterback next year, he's got a lot to build on there, and uh, wish Robbie Ashford the best of luck. Meanwhile, over Kentucky, we talked about Mark Stoops and Wildcats suffocating Louisville on Saturday, 26-13 to win the Governor's Cup. They've now won four straight over Louisville. Mark Stoops said he appreciated how the Cats dug in and competed and finished the season as adversity was setting in late in the season. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. Thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available in the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. Talking all things SEC right here on Locked on SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. You guys have a great day.